Uh, to get to hear my dad preach this morning. I loved that. He's one of my favorite preachers. Um, And I'm excited because I said, one, (laughs) I got to hear another favorite on a JoJo. I've got to hear him twice in the last uh, month, I guess. And so that's been just a huge blessing because I'll start crying if I talk too much about the influence that the Riggs family has had on my life and ministry Um, and where I am in ministry as well as, gosh, I'm going to start crying. Okay. (laughs) As well as, um, as well as my dad. And I told dad, I said, dad, your sermon this morning was kind of my, that was my intro. So, um, he saved me about an hour. So (laughs) y'all be thankful for that. But, um, it just, it, it was just neat to see even the worship, just, um, confirmation, for me and hearing the voice of the Lord to get a word that's in season. And uh, when you hear, when there's unity with the um, first service and um, the worship, and, and and I'm just so confident in what the Lord has uh, laid on my heart to share with you. And so I want to go ahead and open up tonight with Ephesians 3, ch- chapter 3. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's what we talked about this morning, that through faith, that faith principle, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you pray tonight? Father, I love you, God, and I thank you. It's a privilege to be in your house and to be with your people. God, I thank you, Lord. Jesus, I thank you that you're holy and and you infuse our ordinary and our normal. It's, it may be normal Sunday night to gather. It's normal just to come and to gather on Sundays. That may be normal. And it was normal for people to, to walk in, in, in the New Testament when they would come into a house and, uh, and the servants would stoop and they would wash their feet. That was a normal thing. But Jesus, when you did it, when the holy did it, it, did, it was not normal anymore longer. You t- you stripped it of the ordinary and of the mundane. And so tonight, God, my prayer is that you would stoop and you would, your presence, Lord, would hover, God, that the, nor- the ordinary and the mundane would be removed. Father, in that we would hear your voice. Father, I pour myself out. I empty myself of me, God. I'm just an ordinary feel like a little girl, but God, you are life. You are light. There is no darkness in you and you are truth. And so I pray today, God, that you would invade our services, invade our normal Sunday with your presence, with your holiness and with your peace. God, I pray that our eyes would be open to see your truth. God, open our ears. God, let open our minds to understand and our hearts to receive. God, write your word on our hearts tonight, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So 
dad said this morning that he he liked to he likes to preach doctrine and and so he introed for me a lot of the, the doctrine and i have been a kids church pastor so I like to preach illustration, and I like to preach story. So I have that for you today, and I have this, these aloe plants. And so I'm going to give you a, some fun facts about the aloe plants. Um, and you're probably going to want to go buy one after this. But if you don't already have one, and I'm going to not talk too much longer on the aloe because I get real excited about it. Um, but it... This is the aloe. I was looking at the uh, at these aloe plants, and um, one day I just felt God saying, "This is what you need to be like." And so, going back to our text on being being rooted, it says being rooted and grounded in love. And may and, and a lot of times when and when I think about this, and we think about God building us up, um, this is what I want to see, and this is what I want to picture, and I'll, I'll explain it to you why. But oftentimes we kind of I see my son playing with his Legos a lot, and, uh, and he likes to build those up. And I think sometimes uh, we want our faith to be built up, but I think sometimes we often think of Christianity as like, as a, and that's us, is that we can build these towers, and that's what we do, is we want to be like built up as a, as a tower. And, and oftentimes it's almost like um, we become like, like the Tower of Babel, where we, we, we um, take these principles and we want to apply them to our lives so that we can build up ourselves. But when we do that, it leads to a lot of confusion because we become gods really in our own eyes. And so, um, but I love the aloe plant because the aloe plant, it's such a, it's a, it's beautiful, but it's a very humble plant. Um, it's not, it's, there's not anything really extravagant about us, but it, about it, but it does, um, what a plant is supposed to do. It's rooted and it's grounded. And actually, um, that was like one or two little aloe plants and healthy aloe plants just like really produce lots of other plants, like all, all the time. They'll just, I mean, they'll just overtake, they'll, they'll grow, they'll start growing on the roots. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's what God's called us to be, to make disciples and to be constantly duplicating and reproducing, um, more disciples. And so, um, that there's another little fun fact for you. But, um, one of the things that's really cool, it's a succulent. And so a succulent can sur- not only survive, but it can thrive in dry temp, in, in really excessive dryness and, and heat. And so a lot of people think that it doesn't really like water. And I was talking to a lady at the farmer's market and she said, yeah, you know how, you, you know how to take care of them. And I was like, yeah, not, not a lot of, not water. They don't really like that. And she said, Oh no, they love water. She said, you saturate them with water, but let it, let it filter through, let the, let them absorb it and then let it put your finger in there until it gets dry and and don't overwater it. Because if you, oh, that's what they don't like is when you overwater it, then that stagnant water will, um, rot out the roots of the plant. And, uh, and then it'll start to decay if it just has the water sitting on the surface. And I was like, man, there's a sermon in that. <laughs> um, but what's so amazing is that about them is they can actually, they survive and thrive in the dry environments because they are able to absorb the moisture from the air. They're able to collect it and to absorb that. And then they store it 
inside. And so that's what, that's what keeps them surviving um, and thriving in those dry environments. And I just think that that is a picture uh, of what the Lord wants to do in our lives and in our hearts and in the driest of seasons, because you know we go through that. There's seasons, there's some beautiful, refreshing season, and then there's some dry seasons. But through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God, He has given us a supernatural ability to even the little bit of moisture that we can get for us to grasp that moisture, to, to, fill, to, to, to bring it on, on the inside and, uh, and store it up on the inside so that we can survive. And so, um, so I, I love that. I, I love that about the, uh, there's also um, just like every plant um, takes uh, in toxins. You know, it will breathe. It breathes the opposite of what we breathe. I'm a little nervous because I miss Ann's in here and I'm afraid I don't, I'll say something wrong scientifically. Y'all just correct me if I do. <laughs> Try not to make eye contact. Because now I can't, carbon dioxide, that's, (laughs) it will breathe in the carbon dioxide and it will release oxygen. And so you can put it into toxic environments and it will filter and purify the air. And I believe that that is what God has called us to do, to be able to go into any environment that would be toxic. And how do we filter that? And that's one thing that the Lord is gratitude and thanksgiving, that God's praise would always be on our lips. And that's the way we're able to be in any circumstance when we have that deep, that rooted, and that grounded faith that we can be in any circumstance, any toxic environment, and we're able to take that in and release thanksgiving, release the praise of God, and that's how we change the atmosphere. And so, and it has so many, and actually the aloe plant too, what's on the inside of it is what's the most amazing is the aloe is the oil or the aloe gel, aloe vera gel, and it's got healing properties for burns. Um, for that's kind of the com- the most common known thing is for burns. You rub it on a sunburn or a kitchen burn. Um, it's got anti aging properties, and I'm trying to. I don't even have a. I have it written down somewhere, but. Um, <laughs> It's got some anti-aging properties, and it's moisturizing, and, uh, what, but what's on the inside of it? And so, but to get this, it, and this is what the Lord is really spe- was speaking to me, because oftentimes we like to, like I said, we like to build, we, we want to build ourselves up, and we want to go through these, um, just as Dad was preaching today is, uh, we want to talk about joy and peace and uh, oftentimes, God tells us, God tells us and, um, that he wants to lead us to joy and peace. But in the process, we find ourselves holding hands with sorrow and suffering. And it's there, and it's we, when we learn to embrace those places and to embrace that time and to lean on the Lord and to walk hand in hand with that sorrow and suffering, then it produces a joy produces the joy of the Lord in our lives and the strength and the, and the peace of God. And so what's on the inside of this is so valuable because there's a loss, there's a broken, there's a world that's really, they've been burned. There's a people that have been burned, they're dry, they're chapped, 
and the, um, even the anti-aging, they need life. And God wants to make us a people that are, that are so, that are full, that are storing this, that, that are just like this aloe, that are full of this precious, costly oil. And the way that it's harvested, though, is through the brokenness. And so to harvest the aloe, we build it up and we grow it, just like this little guy, built up and grown only to be broken so that we can to pour out that oil so that we can place it on the, bro- on the burnt and the broken and the chapped and then and the need- needing revival. And it reminds me of the story in Matthew 26. And I, I was, this, this story, um, the Lord put on my heart and I couldn't remember where it was found in. And I was thumbing through my Bible and I was trying to find it and I, can't, I couldn't find it. I had to Google it actually because I was just looking for um, the alabaster box or in the woman with the alabaster box. And um, what the title of it in my Bible is the anointing at Bethany. And, um, and I, I want to read this to you, Matthew 26, verse 6. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly and fragrant oil. And she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and been given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work. For you are the poor with you always, but you do not always, but you, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, whenever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And then it's told again in John chapter 12. And I love this. It says, And Mary took a pound of very costly oil, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with their hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. And so I want to paint this picture for you in your mind. And um, this oil, it was very, it was in the alabaster box. And so it was a very rare and it was very costly. It was worth a year's worth of wages. And as Mary I just, I, I just, I, I, I picture it. I picture the disciples, and they were probably there, lay the laying around uh, as they ate. They would uh, kind of recline, so it wasn't awkward for her to get to his feet or his hair. And Mary coming, and and she, what she had was very costly, and it was very valuable. And I wonder if it was hard for her in that moment to break it. And. And as she broke it, but uh, she broke it and she began to pour it out. And, and even the disciples, and sometimes as you're pouring out your love and your praise, and so we, 
what we do. We give God what's costly and we give him what's rare and we pour it out. And there are people that we may respect and admire that don't understand. And they say, why the waste? And they, and they have a better idea for how you should be poor, what you should be doing and pouring it out. Why don't you sell it and give that money to the poor? And so there's times that God's going to do something and he's going to give you, give you something and put it on the inside and you're going to, and you're going to break it and you're going to be pouring out your heart and pouring out your love and, and people that you love and admire are going to say, why the waste? Why the waste? And what the Lord has been showing me so clearly is it's because the oil is in the brokenness. Why, why the times that we go through our lives and we just, we said, oh, God, I wouldn't have chosen this route. Uh, God, I'll, I'll lead where you follow. I'll go, but God, this isn't what I, this isn't what I set out for my life. I remember that my, in my second um, miscarriage as it was happening, as we were going through that, and I, I said, God, I didn't think I was going to, going to go through this again. Why are you taking me on this path? And, and he just said, pour it out, just pour it out. And, and it was, but it was also one of the most, it was one of the, it was a, the hardest time and a broken time. But it was also a sweet time. Because as we pour it out, as we pour it out, there's oil. There's oil that a world that is burnt and dry and they need the oil. They need the oil that is on the inside. It's a, it's fragrance. And so as I was, as I went and as I walked through, the Lord taught me something about sweet sorrow. Because see, sometimes we have this season, these seasons of life that are sorrowful because they're not what we planned. They're not what we hoped for. They're not what we expected. We wouldn't have chosen it. Sometimes it's our own consequence. And sometimes we just find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we want to, and so we feel the sorrow and we feel the weight. But then they're sweet because the Bible says that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And we feel his nearness and we know and we trust in Jesus. We're rooted and we're grounded in Jesus. And so we trust in him and, and, and we say, God, this isn't easy. This isn't what I wanted, but God, I know that when you break this, or when, when I break this, that, that this oil, Father, that I can't go wrong pouring it on your feet. If you just give it to Jesus, if we, if we let Jesus walk us through these times, and then there's a sweet, a sweet, sweet fragrance. And he'll work out all things for the good of those who love them. And so I thank God for the hard times. I thank him for the sorrowful times that we don't, sometimes we won't understand it even this side of eternity, but we will be able, well, God will be able to do a work in us and through us. And it's pretty amazing when we, when we, when we let him, when we let him do it. And I found this, um, this isn't mine, but I just, I love it because I, don't, I can't remember what it's called where it's uh, the R's. But I, but I found this on, I was reading a blog one day, and it talked about brokenness. And it says the four blessings of brokenness. And I just, so I borrowed these, I borrowed these four words from, from them 
but I want to I wanna share, share it with you with some scripture. The four blessings of brokenness is realignment. God uses brokenness to realign us with who God is and with who we are to be. And when I think about that, I think about actually this plant of mine that I had. Um, it was outside, and in a, it, the season was right. It was a spring or summer, so the temperatures were, were great. And um, all of a sudden, the temperatures changed on me. The temperatures dropped. A storm came in. And uh, this was outside, and so it got just drenched in water, plus kind of frozen overnight. It got too cold. And, um, and this, it was actually with a bunch of all these, it's all, it's a, it was the mother plant. And so it was with all these other tiny plants. And, uh, by the time I got to them, they were gone and I didn't, they, they, I mean, they, they had been just destroyed and washed out. I just didn't even know this one used to be so huge. I mean, it was about, these leaves were about this tall and it was just a huge and beautiful plant. And, um, but they were kind of, you can kind of see maybe like this one, they were, they were um, darkened and rotted to an extreme where they had been frozen and damaged. And so, so the weight of it was, was pulling it down. And what I had to do is I had to remove it from its container and, and remove even, I had to check the roots because the roots had rotted. And so I had to pull out all the rot, all the rot from the roots. And then I had to cut back I had to cut back the parts that had rotted and were weighing this down, and um, I still wasn't. I still, we still weren't sure that it would that that it would survive, and then I replanted it, and so I found. So, it reminded me of a, of sometimes we go through these seasons where maybe we just find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. There was a swift t- temperature change. There was a storm, and whatever, and. Um, and we're, we begin, we are swept away. And then we feel like, God, why have you isolated me? Because I had to move it into a different container. And, and we begin to, and I had to really almost prune. I had to clip the, the, these long where it was long and beautiful. But it was a saving grace that it was isolated. And that we had to cut back the things that maybe once were healthy, but then began to be weighing it down. And so I was able to do that so that we, I could, and, and what was really neat about that is even those that I had to cut away, I was still able to use the oil from it. And, uh, and God will do that. There's times that, that, that he'll have to remove some things from your life, but he's so good. He's a good gardener. He's a way better gardener than I am. And he's a good gardener. And so as he, as he begin, as he has to cut and prune from your life, he'll still be able to get some oil, to find some oil and, and use it for his glory and for his purpose. And so sometimes we find ourselves like this and we say, why me, God, why this isolation? And it was a saving grace so that God, so we could be replanted and re-rooted and it's, and it may not look like much right now, but see, I know that some of that, I know that that oil, I stored it up, I store, I, I stored it in the freezer. And so when my little redheaded, fair skinned children got a sunburn, I know that that oil, I was able to put some oil on it and I was able to relieve that burn and that redness. And so Sometimes as God prunes us and, and, and as we find ourselves being cut away, God's able to use the oil in ways that, in ways that we don't even know and that we don't, don't expect. And so I just want to uh, 
encourage you to, when you go through those seasons of brokenness, to allow yourself to be realigned. Isaiah 57, 15 says, I live in a high and a holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Psalm 51, 7 says, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. That word contrite literally means crushed or mutilated. The second blessing of brokenness is revival. And when I, when I think of that, I think of the, uh, when I see the revival, I think of in 2 Kings, the story of the widow and the prophet Elijah and how he told her if she just had, she just had a small jar of oil. And he said, collect empty jars from all our neighbors and, and go and, and shut the door and to pour the oil on them. And so she did, and she was able to fill all the jars. And so being emptied, she, was, she emptied it out. And, and that's, a, that's a neat thing about it. As we say, well, there's not enough. I got all these jars and I got a little jar of oil and there's not enough. But as we began pouring, as we reached down and we pour and we empty ourselves, God is able to keep refilling and refueling. And I feel that like that word is here for somebody. As you said, maybe I've already done my time. I'm tired. I've already served here and I, I'm feeling empty. I feel like I don't have anything to give. Just like God had told Mary, I'll tell you, pour it out. Just keep pouring. Gather them together. Gather the empty vessels together and you pour it out. Because when we, God will refresh those who refresh others. So if you'll just pour out yourself, he will pour his spirit back into you and he'll refresh you and he'll, he'll do things that you never imagined possible and he'll do it through you. Release. Brokenness releases fragrance and nourishment. Sometimes we try to preserve and we try to hold on to things. But God, but God teaches us to release. That when we release, when we give it to God, others say, why the waste? Why is she releasing? Why are they releasing this? Why the waste? Why are, there time? Why are they doing this? Why are they taking in those children? What about, what about their family? What's that? Why, the, why is there going to be waste? Couldn't they do, could they do this maybe? Could they maybe do it this way? Well, why is she volunteering in this area? Because, you know, I just, I don't know if she's just gift. You know, people are going to say that. I don't really know if they're gifted into that. Or, oh, they might be above that. Why are they, why are they go? why are they washing tables? Why are they stooping down? This, why this waste? Why, why, why the waste? And, and especially the, this world, because we're so prideful, you know, we, we built ourselves up and, and um, you, you even see it sadly in the churches that we're so built up where we're, where, um, we're idols and gods in our own eyes. And, and, and so we think that we're above this, but Jesus, he was a perfect example. I think even when he, when he stooped down to wash the feet, to wash the feet of, of his servants and his disciples, and they, and they said, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this, Lord? And, and it was that principle that he was showing us is when the, when, when the holy does thing, when he came to serve and he came to serve us and you can waste your life doing a lot of things. 
You can waste your life on money, on career. You can waste your life um, not doing anything. You can waste it on Netflix and phone games and, um, and, per- and shopping and pursuing your own interests. But you can't waste your, you, if you waste your life on Jesus. If you waste your life on the kingdom, if you pour out your life for that, then God's going to fill it back up and he'll do supernatural things. Then God will release his anointing. He'll release his power and his presence in our lives. It's a be- he releases the fragrance, a sweet, sweet fragrance. It's sweet to the Lord and it's inviting to those who are around us. And redemption. Brokenness redeems cracked lives. You can, uh, I've actually peeled this and used this as chapstick when my lips would get chaps, the the aloe. And you know what? I think there's a lot of people, uh, we find a lot of people in life that they need chapped lips. The things that are coming, even in the church, what's coming out of our uh, out of our mouths are dry, and God wants to moisturize it with the healing oil of His Word, and He wants to infuse the things that we say and how we talk with the oil and the uh, of the Holy Spirit and the prophetic unction of the Holy Spirit. Not just how we talk at church, but how we talk to our children, how we talk to one another how we talk about one another. There's a lot of people that come are in the church with spiritually cracked and chapped lips. And God wants to renew and refresh and restore that. Romans 5, 3 says, We know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I just want to encourage you tonight, if of the worship team or who, person, <laughs> Aaron, wants to come to the platform, I'm closing, and I want to close in prayer. Because tonight, I just want to invite you to pour yourself out. Allow the brokenness. It's not something we want to welcome all the time. God takes us through seasons. Because with the humility and the emptiness comes the riches of God's blessing. And Jesus himself was no stranger to brokenness. He was no stranger to sorrow and no stranger to suffering. He endured ridicule. He poured himself out. I love that Paul says, I pour myself out as a drink offering. And one of the first time, one of the, or one of the times, maybe the first time that we see the drink offering in scriptures in Genesis, when um, when Jacob meets with the Lord, and before before when he builds the altar, 
he pours wine over it as a drink offering into the Lord because he had met with God. It was also found that drink offering was a daily offering. It was part of the daily sacrifice. And I think it is in there for us today to remind ourselves when we want to quit, when we want to stop, when we want to back up, when we get frustrated, when, when we feel the, the shame and the embarrassment maybe of people that we respect and admire saying, why the waste? Pour it out. When the accuser in our mind says, why the waste? You could be doing something different. Are you sure about this? Why the waste? And even Jesus himself, when he was on the cross, I thought when he was on the cross and I pictured um, as as he was stabbed in the side, was that representative of the drink offering maybe? (laughs) In my mind it is. (laughs) Dad's like, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll correct that next week. But I think of as Jesus was on the cross and he was pierced, as a drink offering, as he was poured out for us. If you want to stand and and uh, come with, come, come up here to, we're gonna pray. I want to pour out, and I want to leave you. I want to leave with this. This speaks. This preaches for itself. I don't have to take anything away or add to it. As I said of Jesus that he was no stranger to brokenness, to sorrow, to humility. And I love what Isaiah says in chapter 53, and I'm gonna read it in its entirety. And I even wanted you to picture it as as we've illustrated a little bit today with the aloe. I I, 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 I hope it gives you, if I can just kind of do an outline for you, that's what I'm just praying, is that I'll draw some sort of outline and God will color it specifically to you. That's my prayer is that he'll illustrate it and he'll finish and, and he'll polish off any gaps and, and, and he's got the perfect sermon. I'm just a little outline, but God wants to speak directly to your heart today. In Isaiah 53, who has believed our report and to who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As we hid, And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. And yet he opened not his mouth. He was was led as a lamb to the slaughter. 
And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased him when my children, I have a hard time when, I, when I'm talking, thinking about breaking off one of these aloe plants. I'm going to do it for my own moms. But... <laughs> But when my when Anna touched the the stove or you know the straightening iron, and when she burned her finger, I had no problem. I said, I, I got this right here. I had no problem breaking it. Do you know that we we were and we live in a world that were burnt and hurting. And God loved Jesus. He loved his son. But yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. For he has put him to grief. And when you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. Would you just lift your hands and lift your voices and would you just begin to pray with me?